As we are working our way through the Gospel of St. Mark, today we have just a few verses from Mark 9. If you'd like to read these, they are printed in your bulletin insert. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God of light and wonder and many races and many faces and many languages, we give you thanks. And we pray that your spirit would reveal these words for us this day, and that you would use my words as a window with the blinds open so that we each might hear what you would have us hear. We make these prayers in the power of your many names. Amen. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him. For no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. What, not what, who? Who makes your story? You. Who makes your story? You. Who are the people in your lives that because of their lives you live and move and have your being in the world? Two weeks ago, I put my 96-year-old mother on hospice. This past Tuesday, while visiting her up in the Seattle area, I was able to meet both the nurse and the social worker who will be caring for my mom. Catherine, the social worker, simply asked me to talk about her. And as a good social worker or counselor or spiritual director, she simply listened as I spoke. I recounted a story a day or two before Thanksgiving when I was in junior high, eighth grade. I'd come home from school, and on the kitchen floor were were bags filled to overflowing with groceries from Safeway. What's this all about, I asked, knowing darn well that We were in a very strict, limited budget since my brother, my mother, and I had just left an abusive stepfather and that family just a few months before my mom was working as a clerk in a health food store making minimum wage. Mom said a woman had come into the store and mentioned that a shelter for unwed mothers and their children in Seattle was without any food for Thanksgiving. So we were taking this food to share Thanksgiving with them, she said. And then that's where our Thanksgiving will be this year. I've never forgotten this and realized as I was tearing up telling the story and Catherine surprisingly was tearing up as well. I am who I am today in a large part because of the love and compassion my mother showed others. And for this, I'm grateful. Who makes your story you? Who are the people in your lives that because of their lives, you live and move and have your being in the world? For each of us are containers of those who have loved us. We are living stories of those who have walked alongside us, mentoring us, correcting us, loving us, so that we could become the living story that each of us is.
So who makes your story? You. Today is World Communion Sunday, as we have been talking about. And on this Sunday, more than any other Sunday in the church here, more Christians and more churches around the globe break bread as a symbol of welcome, a reminder of Jesus' teaching that all belong. Today we need to hear this message that we all belong, when so often, whether spoken or not, we hear the question, who belongs, or they or he or she do not belong. Today, in the midst of nationalism and patriotism and denominationalism and racism and the lack of bipartisanism, we need to hear that we all belong. Today, the gospel message invites us to look at this where John runs up to Jesus saying, Teacher, Rabbi, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us, basically saying he was not one of us. He didn't belong. But Jesus rebuked his words by saying, Do not stop him. For no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. What would today be? What would today be if we had a deeper sense of our belonging, regardless of our agreement on a whole host of subjects? What would today be if we valued each person as a unique and beautiful child of God, would civility return to our nation as well as to the nations of the world? Reminds me of words spoken by Eugene Robinson, printed as one of our reflection quotes this morning. We have this great tradition of being able to encompass such a wide range of folks. That's our great gift we don't have to agree on every single issue in order to find unity in the great love of Jesus Christ. We're going to be in heaven together, and we're going to get along because God wouldn't have it any other way. So I figure if we're going to get along in the long run, we might as well begin practicing it now. Robinson was the first openly gay bishop in the Episcopal Church serving the Diocese of New Hampshire. And you know, he was absolutely right. In the heart of God and in the teachings of Jesus, we don't have to agree on every single issue to find our unity. In fact, we say that every Sunday at this table. Our unity is not in our conformity, but in our diversity. God wouldn't have it any other way. So who belongs? Everyone. Those whom we love and those whom we don't like. Those whom we like and those whom we are fearful of. This was the message of Martin Luther King Jr., who based all of his preaching and his understanding and his theology and his activism based on the understanding and reading of the teachings of Jesus. I look forward confidently, he wrote, to the day when all who work for a living will be one, 
with no thought to their separateness as blacks, Jews, Italians, or any other distinctions. This will be the day when we bring into full realization the American dream, a dream not yet fulfilled. A dream of equality of opportunity, of privilege and property widely, widely distri distributed. A dream where some will not take the necessities from many to give luxuries to a few. A dream of a land where people will not argue that a, the color of a person's skin determines the content of his or her character. A dream of a nation where all our gifts and resources are held not for ourselves alone, but as instruments of service with, for the rest of humanity. The dream of a country where everyone will respect the dignity and worth of the human personality. Who belongs? All of us. For God wouldn't have it any other way. So, who makes your story? You. And do you need to tell him or her if they're alive or even if they're not? Thank you. Who makes my story me? My mother my brother, my partner, my friends, Martin Luther King Jr., Eugene Robinson, those disciples with their clueless questions, and each of you, but most especially, the Christ, who says, as we say so often, come, not because you must, simply because you may.